0: Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer, and welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer on a Tuesday. It's our Healthy Tuesday, sponsored by Elements Health Clubs of Lane County. They have three different gyms here in the area, one on West 11th, one at off of Pheasant Boulevard in Springfield, and one at Oakway. Um, and it's my gym. Uh, we're going to tell you about that tonight. We're going to talk to Casey, uh, one of the big wigs with the company. Uh, about some health tips because I think we're all kind of feeling like we we need to get healthy and um, you know masks and vaccines can all be part of your your regiment Uh, but I think we all are kind of to the point now where we realize this is kind of coming to an end and we want to get ourselves healthy so when other things come up uh, we're more suited to fight them or at least our bodies are plus we're going to show you some of the fun things that Elements Health Clubs offers like my favorite, the sauna. Um, and I'll tell you what, sauna. we'll I'll tell you more about what saunas can do for you. We also have a therapy spa. We have lap pools, indoor and outdoor, at all three of our gyms. Not indoor and outdoor, at all three gyms. The Springfield has an outdoor. The other two have indoor. Um, we're going to have Bill come up. Also, Elements, uh, Brian loves to sponsor a, a, a travel story. So tonight I went back digging, and I found one of my favorite uh, ghost town stories on Scottsburg, Oregon and I think you're gonna love it. It's pretty cool and um, that'll be great. So our sponsors tonight, Elements Health Clubs of Lane County. We also have New Leaf Hyperbaric um, and Wellness Center. It's all about wellness tonight. So let me show you something. I gotta show you what we did today. Kathy and I went because we had COVID a few weeks ago. And so in our workouts, I've noticed my heart rate is um, harder to get it up where I need it. And uh, my lung capacity is a little bit flawed. And so what I did was we went over to New Leaf Hyperbaric, and I did a hyperbaric treatment together. And so you can buddy up and get together, so it's less expensive. But the two of you get in there together. She was doing work; I was not. I was good. I didn't do my work in there. And then here's another really cool thing, but I'm going to shut off my mic for a second because the train's coming by. Um, another. Just in case anybody, there you go. in case anybody wants to know, the Amtrak is in, if you have family coming in. But here, check this out. This is another thing Matt offers, light therapy. So this is the light bed feels so good You lay in here and, oh my gosh, top of that recovery, it's a great thing do that cool
1: place.
0: So you just climb in there, you can keep whatever clothes you want on, um, but I figure if um, I'm going to get light therapy, I want everything getting light therapy. <laughs> so um, I picked my poison. Um, hi Jason, how are you doing? Hey Gary, good to see you on here. Um, Hey, Jim, how are you? Jim is also a member of our uh, gym. And he says uh, he's talking about the steam room that we have. And yes, it's being repaired right now um, in process. Uh, We also do have a steam room at the Springfield facility. Um, Let me get you our open and then we're going to get check in with Bill. Then we're going to get Casey on here and talk with him a little bit about health and finding out a little bit more about what we need to do. Puts up with this. That's what I don't understand. Bring the
1: lion out. Bring the, bring the
0: lion. Um, Tonight on our show, we're going to have. Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? Yeah, there's a cost. Oh, yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun, is because. We'll see you fly.
1: Good evening. From the News Radio, 1120 AM and 93.7 FM, KPNW Studios, I'm Bill London, and I have hyperbaric air. You've had, I think, Matt McCarl on the show, what, three or four times, Rick? So, you know what it's all about. It's awesome. I've been doing it for a couple of years. It It is great. Anyway... Here's the stories we're looking at tonight, and we're going to start off talking about the little school district that is making big waves around the state, and that is the Alcee School District. Now, if you're not familiar with the story, the Alsey School Board made masks optional for students and staff, even though the state says they're mandatory. And Superintendent Mark Thielman says he will go to battle to back that new policy. He says that if Samaritan Health Services, the Nation of Israel, the Biden Administration, Europe, and the CDC all say we have to switch to the KN95 mask, that means cloth and paper masks don't work, and I would not be an ethical or professional superintendent if I tell people to keep wearing them. Now. OSHA is looking at the LC school district Aaron Corvin with OSHA says that they've already fined the LC school district 420 bucks for not following the mask rules and he says Corvin does that they have received several complaints about the district within the last few days no word on whether those complaints are actually coming from within the district or outside of the district And Thielman for his part says, I'm not concerned about it. I'm comfortable with it. A lot of my colleagues are. And he says that the district will appeal any fines and pay up if necessary. That's just one thing. Now it turns out the Oregon Department of Education is wagging its naughty finger at LC because they're not enforcing the masks in the classroom. At this point, they have made them optional. And ODE says now it's going to withhold elementary and secondary school education relief funds and additional monies for schools to navigate the challenges of the pandemic from the LC schools until the district comes back into compliance with state laws and regulations. Oregon Department of Education Director Colt Gill claims the move puts staff and students at risk and ODE does not support the decision in the LC school district. Now, what the L.C. School District actually voted on unanimously on the 13th was declaring the return of local decision making regarding masks and COVID-19 protocols. And that new guidance went into effect yesterday. So if a parent decides to send their child to school with a mask, the student will be fully supported according to the statement from the school. But other safety protocols will still stay in place And you have to wear a mask on the bus because the feds say that you have to do that. We will have Mark Thielman, the superintendent from the LC School District, on my show, The Wake Up Call, tomorrow morning at 640. We're going to be talking about this. Turns out Thielman, by the way, in case you didn't already know, is running for governor in the state. And we're going to be chatting about a number of issues, including what's happening in LC up Highway 34. So this is interesting, we keep hearing about how hospitals are overloaded with patients. Well, it turns out that hundreds of patients are actually stuck in hospitals waiting to be discharged because there's staffing shortages around the, or the entire Oregon healthcare system. And that means that hospitals are actually keeping patients longer and unable to release them. According to Dave Northfield with the Oregon Association of Hospitals and Health Systems, he says we're in a situation where people are coming to the hospital and staying longer than they need to be. And he says the pipeline isn't working like it's supposed to. Now, as of yesterday, the Oregon Health Authority shows that there are 577 patients stuck in hospitals waiting to be discharged. Another 299 people, at least on Monday, were waiting for a hospital bed. So what are the factors? Well, one of them, according to a national research company, Morning Consult, it showed that 18% of healthcare workers were either quitting or firing during the pandemic. Why were they fired? Oh, because they didn't do, do that, which added to an already existing healthcare labor shortage. On top of the challenges, Oregon had more than a thousand COVID patients in the hospital Monday. All right, now, how many of those patients were actually there because of COVID or something else and tested COVID once they got to the hospital? And a question remains how many of those thousand COVID patients actually could have been released? Because, well, they can't release everybody because they're short on staff. The other thing that's leading to problems is that there are a lot of non-covid patients that have been trying to get treatments and surgeries for two years but have been delayed because of the pandemic a former marketing manager for nike was fired from the company because he refused to provide his coronavirus vaccine information to a third party 53 year old dex briggs worked for nike for 22 years And they fired him because he refused to upload his vaccination status to a party's online verification portal. It's a third party online verification portal. And Briggs said, I have my vaccination card and I'm quite willing to show it, but I'm not willing to give my personal information to this outside company and any other company they want to share it with without even telling me who they are. And Briggs has a reason to be kind of paranoid about that because he and his wife have been victims of identity theft in the past. And he says that he's frustrated with Nike because they wouldn't recognize his vaccine card as proof of vaccination. Another reason he might want to be paranoid is because the unions made an agreement to back governor brown's vaccine mandates for state workers if she put it off a little while but there was a promise made between the governor and the unions and that is none of the information from those state workers and their vaccination and medical status was going to be shared and then of course the state immediately sent an excel spreadsheet of everyone's vaccination status to the oregonian in the statesman journal Why be paranoid? So we're going to end with this, and this is a mammoth case that is about a month away from being heard in Oregon's Court of Appeals. Now, it's a lawsuit that was originally brought by Linn County, claiming that the state has breached a contract that it agreed upon years ago, decades. And the disagreement centers on timber revenues from about 700,000 acres of state forest lands, most of which were donated to the state by county governments back in the 1930s and the 1940s. So we're going back a ways here. Now counties and other taxing bodies are entitled to a share of the logging revenues. And historically, those monies have been a big part of county budgets, while the state under an agreement going back over 70 years ago, is required to manage the forest lands for their, and this is a legal quote, greatest permanent value. And you're going to hear a lot about that coming up. Now, that used to mean logging, but about 20 years ago, the state just decided to change the interpretation of that concept pretty radically and greatly curtailed, and in a lot of cases, completely shut down forests and utterly destroyed a lot of timber-reliant counties and districts. So in 2009, Linn County, along with 13 other counties, decided that they were going to take the state to court, and they did so in a Linn County courtroom, and they won over a billion dollars in a lawsuit on behalf of all of those counties. The jury determined that the state government had violated its contractual obligation to maximize timber revenues for the counties. And though that judgment has since been accumulating roughly $260,000 a day in interest, the state government has opted against settling the lawsuit. The main claim by the state is the student shouldn't even have gone to a jury because the counties lack an enforceable contract governing the land's management. The county governments argue they never would have given up large swaths of forest land if the state could simply reduce the logging levels and timber revenues at will. Even the lead attorney for the counties, John D. Lorenzo, said who in their right mind would have done that? Well, on February 22nd, the Oregon Court of Appeals is going to hear arguments to decide which of those perspectives is legally correct. And a key question in the litigation is whether the counties have the ability to challenge the state's forestry decisions. That's because counties are subdivisions of state government. And the state's attorneys argue the counties lack the power. And the counties simply say they have a right to enforce their contract with the state. All right. Again, tomorrow morning, we'll have Mark Thielman on our show from the L.C. School District on KPNW starting at 640. You can stream it at KPNW.com. And your news has been brought to you by Dr. Bratland of Chris Dental. And now it's time for you to get rolled in a real way with Rick.
2: A lot of crowns, and we do really good crowns. Um, and it's funny, a patient asked me the other day, "Is like, how are you giving such cheap crowns?" And and I think they think that maybe I'm having like lesser quality. I have really good quality crowns, and we do really good work. And we're we charge. If you don't have insurance, we charge 998 bucks. So let's say you break a tooth and you know you need a crown, you can call us, and that's how much you're paying. Um, uh, you're not gonna, we're not going to charge you all these add-ons. Cr- gonna... You don't want a crown that breaks. I don't want stuff from China. Uh, it's a local lab. Uh, they're phenomenal. So you're going to come in chair. We're not going to charge you for a limited exam, x-ray, um, a core build up and a crown. We're going to ch- charge you
0: $9.98. Now to get that $9.98 price, you do have to mention Get Real with Verdancer, and then Dr. Bratlin will give you that special price. He's done one of my crowns. And uh, he's my dentist. He's a great guy. Um, My gym, uh, Elements Health Club. Casey Mitzel, I'm going to miss my gym more than anything. Every day I go in there and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to find a place where I'm going to have a sauna and all the different things. In fact, let me show real quick. I'm just going to show people. I did some little video for folks because I think a lot of times people think of a gym as just the weights the classes, and and we have all that and we feature it all the time. But I mean, we also one of the most popular places in that gym is this sauna. Um, There is nothing better than after a workout going in and sitting in a sauna. And I've read articles about this, that it is the greatest thing for your body um, to help. It's like stretching. I mean, I stretch too, but it's really good for your body to get the lack to gas it out and I don't have as much pain in my joints and stuff like that. It's not It's not just sitting in there sweating, although that does feel really good, but there yeah. is actually, there is. I know, there is science behind it.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and it does feel good. It's great to do it before your workout or after your workout, and it's fantastic.
0: I see people sitting in there before they go in to get your muscles kind of warmed up and lubed up. We also have a steam room. It's getting fixed right now. We have a hot tub in men's and women's. Locker rooms, if you want to do the hot tub thing by yourself, and then we also have what I use today in the fog. First thing in the morning, we have an outdoor lap pool. That's for Montana, right? And that's Jay. There's Jay, the
2: heart, hardest working guy in the industry, right there.
0: Yes. And you guys, that thing over to the right—that's a the therapy pool, and then that other big pool back there—it's closed in the winter, but it's open in the summertime for families and stuff. So we have lap pools at all of our facilities. The other two are indoors, but this one is outdoors. And I'll tell you what—that's another thing I'm going to really miss. A lot of gyms just do not have a lap pool swimming pool at all. And uh, and so yeah. So if you guys are looking for so, Casey, I saw a sign on the wall today, and I hope I'm not throwing you off. that do do, We're doing some insurance thing with, with, um, at our gym and down there. Do you know anything about that?
2: Well, we have several insurance programs, and most of them are through the Senior and Fit or Silver Sneakers or, or something along those lines. But uh, we, you know what, we're always bring, doing whatever we possibly can to bring the community in at a better rate. So if there's insurance things going on, that does not surprise me. I, uh, that's that's somebody else's category or department, but uh, I can get to the bottom of it and find out exactly what we have going on. But I'm sure it's great.
0: So talk to me about um, t- staying healthy. We, we want to start doing this really focused for people because I think one thing I do appreciate about the management and staff at Elements Health Club is you're not pushing like, here's the supplements you have to have and here's this extra program. It's really a lifestyle about getting healthy and it doesn't mean you have to be twiggy or macho dude when you come out the door. It's about being healthy, not that, you know, you know we all want to look better too, but I don't think that's not the focus.
2: You know, it's interesting that you say that, Rick. It's uh we're not in pressure sales. Like nothing that we do is intended to be a pressure situation for people. And it really is those who want to take action, raise their hands and come forward. And you'll see that in, uh, you know, there's no better place, obviously, than in group classes or or cardio group X classes and our academy classes, where you kind of build and develop trust with the other members and with the the instructor. And then you ask, you know, you raise your hand and say, look, I've been coming here to these classes, kicking my own butt and getting my butt kicked by everybody else. And I'm not seeing the results that I feel like I should be seeing. Well, you can't out-exercise poor nutrition. Okay. You know, the the 300 calories, or in some cases, you know, if you're doing an academy class, 60 minute high intensity interval training class, spinning class, something like that, gals will burn about five to 600 calories. Guys will burn about seven to 800 calories, maybe 900. Uh, You just can't, uh, you know, uh, offset that by just not following a nutritional program. Right. So so if you burn that 500 calories, but you can easily do a 500 calorie snack at the at the local, you know, you could have,
0: you have a Starbucks latte and that would take you over the top. Some of those drinks I see in there, it's just a milkshake. It's not really coffee, you know, and yeah. People are- and-
2: you know all the research shows that we underestimate how much we eat by about 40 percent. so you have really? that on top oh absolutely so there's a couple of you know easy things that you can do a, a, a tracker like my fitness pal something like that that you can um journal your foods down you'll automatically eat like 15 percent less just by tracking your foods
0: wow so so the your your workout i've heard you and other people say this is the workout really starts in the kitchen
2: um, yeah, I mean, you hear abs are made in the kitchen, uh, absolutely. But you know what? What you're really talking about is—is is exercise is a horrific weight loss program. It's horrific. It's a fantastic weight maintenance program. In fact, you need it for weight maintenance. But for weight loss in general, what you need is to be consuming fewer calories than you're actually burning. So if you do that, you're going to have weight loss. It's pretty simple to do, and that's why all diets work for the most part. I and mean, you want to make sure that you have nutrients available for your body, obviously, but how, how that diet is masked is going to be, you know, it's kind of the thing. So it's either going to be time restricted or it's going to be food restricted, meaning that you don't eat gluten or you don't eat this, or you don't eat that, uh, a paleo plan, a zone plan, you know, it's basically calorie restricted. However you decide to put it, it's all going to have to be calorie restricted to a certain extent in order to be successful. And what I find fascinating, I just had this thought when I was uh, feeding my dog today. Is like, you know, we're so good at if our pets get overweight that the vet tells us cut their, you know, cut their food down from three scoops to two, two scoops or whatever, or switch their food to a different formula, and right. we do it. But when it comes to ourselves, we sometimes right. are like, I'm just not going to do that for myself. You know, I've got a Siberian Husky that's actually 30 pounds overweight, and she shouldn't be. But it's because she is a foodie and we want to make her happy. We do the same thing. We have that emotional ties to food. We have, the, especially now, you know, emotional mismanagement is such a huge thing. And we're all dealing with some level of emotional mismanagement from all the stuff that's going on around us and how we decide to, um, to you know, comfort ourselves can come from, you know, food, sugar, alcohol, all the things, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty big deal.
0: So, Corey says she wants to know can you go at your own pace?
2: Oh, absolutely. Are you talking about the classes or are you talking about nutrition? Actually, both. (laughs) I think you can answer both
0: of that.
2: Yeah, I mean, the classes are really intended for people to jump in wherever they are. There's modifications for any exercise. The whole idea is that we just want people moving, we want them inspired and having fun. And if you can stay consistent with the program because of those reasons, you're going to be successful. So, uh, you know, if you're coming in and feeling like you're going through a boot camp and you don't enjoy that style of training, you're not going to like it very much and you're not going to stick around.
0: So so what we do, I know at our at at our gyms that one of the things that we're doing a lot of is is making the classes so that like Sarah and people are really good at making the classes so that if you are a little slower, like when we do a a hit class or one of the new classes, Mm -hmm. um, you've got people on different teams and nobody's um, we're all. Supporting each other and, and it's really true. It's not BS. It's like people are really supporting each other You're you're so busy trying to do your own <laughs> stuff. You're not too worried about what the guy or girl next to you is doing You know what I mean? It's
2: really true You know one of the things I always say and this is actually one of my mentors who told, who kind of like brought this to my attention And I don't know where it came from, but if you take a group photo of a hundred people Who are you who who do you look at when you see the photo? You're only looking for yourself So what does that mean that, you know, we all think that other people are looking at, you know, how we're dressed or how we're sweating or what makeup is running or whatever the case is. And really, everybody else is kind of doing their own thing. They're not looking at what everybody else is going through. So that's something really important to understand. And, you know, what I love about HIIT training and timers is that 45 seconds is going. It doesn't matter if you get 45 reps in 45 seconds or 10 reps in 45 seconds. You start at the same time, you finish at the same time.
0: Yeah, I wish people who were overweight and really struggling um, would come to a class and see that there are other people who are overweight, underweight, and also struggling, and know that it really isn't, um, there. that there's not a competition there. Um, you're really, I, you know, when Kathy and I are doing that, I'm competing against great dancer. Um, I right. Like I said, there's so many people, we have, you know, 15, 20 people sometimes in those classes, and you're... You're all you're just but everybody's like supporting one another. And I think don't you think that's the real key is to, to you get connected to something like this, like a gym and the, and the people in it. I know that's one of the things that's like family to Kathy. I mean, that's one of the the things community will
2: well. keep people coming to the gym no matter what, knowing that you're going to be missed if you're not there or feeling a little bit of FOMO if you're not there. But, you know, it reminds me of a story. We had a, a, a new gal who came to a class one time and she was actually having a hard time just through the warm up. And uh, one of our members was actually helping her through the exercises, through the warm up and was taking his time just explaining things and just sticking close to her. And I just felt, you know what, this this was an important time to when we brought the whole class together before we kicked off the whole exercise routine was I said, let's raise your hand if you've been with us and you've lost 10 pounds or more. And everybody raised their hand. And I said, raise your hand if you lost 20. We went up to 110 that gentleman who was helping that lady get get started through her warm-up that lost 110 pounds with us. And it it was like, but nobody knew where anybody had been in their journey. And they don't remember, like they come in, they think everybody's in shape. They don't know that people have have literally been through a journey of weight loss or illness or whatever's going on. They've been through it. And that's where that community comes from. We identify with that, we team up together, we get that power from each other. It's probably one of the most important things about that community.
0: Yeah, we have a woman in our classes, and Mandy won't mind me saying her name. In fact, I'll tell you what I can also do just to make it even better. I have a picture of her. Where are you, Mandy? (laughs) On here, is that? I think this is Mandy. Yep. That's what she, and she was, that's even a smaller picture than what she was on the left. That's what she looked like before. And on the right is what she looks like today. And she actually, like I said, she was, I think, even like 50 pounds heavier than that. And when the first time she told she and Sarah were talking about it, and I was like, no, I mean, seriously, I can't remember how many pounds, but it's like a large person that she lost, like shed. That is commitment. To me, that's like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. You know what I mean? To lose that kind of weight. You have to be so committed. You and I kind of just, you know, you, do, if you if you keep it where you're supposed to be, you can kind of fluctuate and you're okay. You know, but to be have to go from that to lose all that, I don't know if I can do it, you know. Um, Corey, yes, you can get help. That We have trainers there. We have people that can help you come up with your own plan of something designed for you. Um, there's all kinds of help um, available like that. Casey, I think you might have frozen. Talk to me. All right. Well, we're we're wrapped up anyway. So, um, Casey, thank you for being with us. Thanks for helping us out. I'm going to pull them off there so that freeze frame is out of there. Um, again, Elements Health Club. Somebody had asked, what name were you talking about? So it's Elements Health Club in Lane County. And again, they're one of our sponsors. And um, yeah, I, 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 I think you should go try it. Look at it. See what you're thinking. Um, so and she's going crazy. Yeah, Matt, Matt, you should come in there. You'd love it. Um, I can be intimidating in the beginning, but Mandy's story story is inspirational. It is. It can be very intimidating in the beginning. So one of the other things that we do um, with our Elements Health Club uh, night, our our night of uh, of taking care of our health, is Brian uh, Avalon, one of the owners, loves travel stories. He likes the things Kathy and I do for, uh, stuff. So it, being that I'm leaving to uh, Friday's my last day in Oregon and I'm heading off to Montana. We'll still be doing this and still be bringing you all this information and um, I'll just be going to a different gym and I won't be talking bad about it, but I'll probably be thinking like, Oh God, I wish I was back in Eugene and Springfield at my gym. Um, but one of the things he really loves, I wanted to bring this story to you because this is probably one of my favorite stories I've ever done. Um, Uh, photographer Ben McKee and I were working at KZI doing a ghost town series on the coast and we had stuff set up in Scottsburg Oregon but when we got there we got there early and I said let's go up to the cemetery and take some pictures and we went up there to get some video and there was this man and he was there walking around digging a hole in the ground and what we noticed was um, and what you'll see in the story is he was there to bury his wife, who was from Scottsburg, and she had been cremated and he was there to bury her. But what happens in a good story is everything about that ghost town story kind of turned around and included these real people and who they were. So let me play this and um, and we'll be back and just, just sit back and enjoy yourself. This is brought to you by Elements Health Clubs because Part of living healthy, I think, is just understanding and loving people. Good evening, I'm Rick Dancer. Oregon is home to dozens and dozens of ghost towns. And tonight, photographer Ben McKee spent a half hour taking you to some of those places. You probably think that a ghost town has to be vacant to be considered a ghost town. That's not true. Many people call ghost towns their home. There's also a ghost town in Oregon that is coming back from its ashes. We're gonna take you there as well. We begin our journey tonight in a little ghost town I bet you've passed through a hundred times on your way to Coos Bay. It's a little place called Scottsburg. They came from Ireland, France, and places in between. The early settlers of Scottsburg, Oregon. Silent. Their history left behind on tombstones, in old pictures and in stories revisited by those who still live
3: here. He liked it here, peaceful. Yeah. So.
0: This was raised in Scottsburg.
3: There's a lot of them there that uh, I'd have to look uh, A lot of the old timers were there. We had some characters. That, uh, I guess every town does.
0: <laughs> At one time, Scottsburg was a place where miners gathered supplies to head south to look for gold near
3: Roseburg and beyond. They run uh, new trains and pack trains from here, to Roseburg. And this was back in the 1800s, of course. It was an imping port. It used to be the head of navigation, and sailing ships would come up there, and as far as up the river as they could get.
0: On this day when we ran into Pat, his visit was not about Scottsburg or its history.
3: It was home. Like I say, my mother and father, I got brothers, sisters, all buried here.
0: As he carried the remains of his wife with him, this day was about his history, a period that had ended for
3: him. You want to uh, get the history on Scottsburg. Uh, Talk to Henry Freer. He lives right there in town. He's the unofficial mayor.
0: We'll come back to later. We found the mayor in what's left of Scottsburg just down the road a bit. The way Henry Freer tells it his great grandfather's brother walked to Scottsburg from San Francisco over a hundred years ago. How long has your family been here?
3: Oh, i 1851.
0: So you, you are Scottsburg?
3: Yeah, kind of.
0: <laughs> Scottsburg was named after a businessman named Levi Scott. Scott owned the mercantile. There used to be an upper, middle, and lower Scottsburg. The town was a center of commerce from the coast for those going south into California. This was the last stop for ship traffic. Two floods in 1861 wiped out the lower and middle sections of Scottsburg highway came in, everything changed. Instead of stopping, cargo just bypassed Scottsburg. Now dozens of families live in the hills and backcountry surrounding the area. Just a few, like Mayor Henry, live in town.
3: Everybody does their own thing around here. So what keeps people here? The way I had it figured is uh, a guy just will stay here. There's always work to be done around the local area. Why run all over the state? That's what they want you to do, and I won't do it. Rugged
0: individualists.
3: I kind of like everything the way it used to be, and I don't like the modern-day stuff.
0: A place where the old ways work just fine. How is it decided who becomes mayor in Scottsdale? Well, it just happens.
3: What do you mean it just happens? Well, they start calling you mayor, and it just goes from there. A
0: place where personal freedom outranks everything.
3: I can kind of do what I want. I, I don't have to answer to anybody, more or less. I'm a freer, and I'm free right here. A place where anyone can be mayor. And I don't know, if I ain't gonna be around for it.
0: Scottsburg, Oregon, a place people like Pat Thomas come back to forever.
3: What's her name? Barbara. How long were you married? Uh, almost 52 years. Can I ask you something? Sure. What are you gonna miss the most about her? Just miss everything about her, really. Special, special lady.
0: Yep. Those are the, um, yeah, those are the stories that tell a story of Oregon uh, that I really am going to miss. Um, I'll tell you what, you, you, uh, you're a state, we are a state, this is a place with some pretty amazing people and rugged. I mean, you think about pioneers who came here, you know, back in the gold rush and in the 1800s and, you know, die. People died. and They struggled to get over those mountains. What were they doing? Well, probably a lot of my relatives were escaping from something, trying to get away from something. Um, they were rugged in a gold miner once told me in Granite, Oregon. Bonnie Skidsgold told me in a mine. She said, you know what, Rick? Oregonians are rugged individualists. she said, and that's a good thing. And it's a bad thing. It means we think we know everything and we don't work well with other people. (laughs) And I think she was onto something. Spotwares is where I climbed at the rig for logging. Uh, Matt, you're from there. We're getting a new bridge there. It's amazing. Uh, you're welcome, Brian, for putting that out there. You betcha, buddy. Um, so you we have a lot to be proud of but you know what sometimes in your spirit that's just for me that's from kathy that's what it is it's that rugged individualist spirit and we got to move on we got to kind of find our way so we're going to be bringing you the same stories Uh, we got people working here kim's going to be doing the elements and she's going to be doing some other stuff for us Uh, bill london will still be working for us we're getting a guy in idaho who's going to bring us some idaho stories and kathy and i are going to bring you stories of montana to show you a a different picture of the pacific northwest and um bottom line is it's all about people you know and how we can better ourselves and 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 better do what we do so um anyway every tuesday you will find an old rick dancer story on here uh thanks to elements health club and um you know we don't we don't you think we all need something more to smile about Um, that's why I think I love Tuesdays because it's fun to look back, but it's also nice to know that I can have control over my body and how I eat and what I do. And there's simple ways I can connect with people. And don't we all really want to connect with people right now? I think we do. So anyway, I think it's going to be fun. And, uh, Janelle says, excited for you to come join us in Montana. Well, I'm excited to come join you. And I'm glad that we're picking up Montana people already. So, um, that's pretty fun. Um, So that's it for tonight. Now what you can do for me and Elements and Chris Dental and uh, New Leaf Hyperbarics share this on your page. So just instantly share it on your page. You don't have to put anything on it. And then that way when people come on there and see what you're doing, um, uh, you'll be providing content for them and you'll be helping my clients at the same time. So uh, I'm Rick Dancer. We will be back tomorrow night. Let me think, what are we doing tomorrow night? Uh, oh, we're going to go visit Rosa Real Estate is doing a business a month. They're going to give away a bunch of gift cards. So we'll tell you how you can win some of it. And this is going to be a fun one. You're going to win them to Swallowtail Distillery in Springfield. We're going to talk to Kevin, find out more about what he's doing over there in Springfield. But we're also going to be, gonna be uh, giving away uh, gift certificates. Um, and I don't know how we do that because I don't think he can give away alcohol. We'll we'll figure that part out. Uh, there's always a way to bend the rule. We'll figure it out. So that's tomorrow. We're also going to be talking with Lonnie Woodruff. Um, with uh Trans World about how you can dream about a new life and he can help you find a new business. All right. Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Oh, you have a cousin in big fork, beautiful country in big fork. All right. Have a good evening. You guys, I will see you right here tomorrow. And thank you elements for all your support.